Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns, and I'm here to talk about mindfulness and emotional intelligence and how these things can benefit us in so many ways, um, you know, including stress reduction, including uh, areas in our work, in our family, in our uh, social life, in, in all kind of areas of our lives. And so today, I wanted to talk specifically about breathing. Now, as you know, um, you know, you've certainly heard me talk about breathing before because breathing is is the most common object for practicing mindfulness. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is that your breath is always present. Okay, always. Every single time you are going to focus your your attention on your breath. I almost said focus your energy because it's one and the same. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. But when you focus your attention or your energy on your breath, you are automatically and necessarily focusing your attention on the present moment. Okay, the the next breath that you're going to take does not exist yet, and the last breath that you took is not it doesn't exist either. In fact. I often tell people as I'm introducing the concept of mindfulness, if I were to give you a jar with a cover on it and told you that I will give you $1 million to go and get the last breath that you took, you couldn't do it. Okay, that's a very safe bet for me because there's no way that you could possibly come back with that breath, right? Because, I mean, you could come back with some air that you think was the exhale from that breath, but you could not come back with that active, you know, the, the act of breathing, right? It's impossible because that was, it happened in the past. It happened in the present moment, but it's now past. And so, therefore, any time that we are focusing our attention on our breath, we are automatically doing so in the present moment. And when we do it intentionally with purpose and we do it without judging what's happening with our breath, then we are automatically practicing mindfulness, right? So that, that's kind of why, that's the main reason why we use our breath as an object of mindfulness, okay? And now there's a couple of different ways to kind of look at this, okay? Number one <clears throat> is that you can look at this as, you know, as an ongoing practice, right? Which is, which is what we do in, in mindfulness, right? We, 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 you know, intentionally throughout the day, we, we set time aside where we audit, you know, intentionally and, um, and purposefully we, we sit and we focus our attention on our breath. And what this does is this pra- gives us practice in, in developing the habit of, of, pra- you know, of paying attention in the present moment, non-judgmentally on purpose. And, and doing that is, is, you know, sort of what all of everything that I talk about in this podcast sort of revolves around. Okay. But there's another aspect to to breathing that that I want to talk about today specifically and especially how it um, how it involves the stress response right now when uh, there's two two ways in which I want to talk about this now first of all just the act of of paying attention to your breath in the present moment which again it's always in the present moment so just the, the the act of paying attention to your breath is going to break the cycle of whatever thought process might be caused Causing the stress response in your body at any given time. Okay, so what I mean by that is that, as I've told you, the, the stress response in its natural form, in the way that it's intended by you know by your you know evolutionary uh, biology, the way it's intended to work is to be is to is to uh, thwart or or avoid a a present threat, right? Like something like a, a tiger who is going to eat you, right? And that in that sense, that we are no different from 
from a zebra or a gazelle in Africa who is fleeing a cheetah or a lion, right? There's no difference in how our stress works from those animals. And that's true of every single animal on earth, okay? So, 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 but, but how, however, what happens is with, with, uh, humans is that because of our neocortex, right, which is that part of our brain that's the, the big, you know, wrinkly thing that you, you, when you close your eyes and you think of the brain, that's the part that you're kind of picturing most often. And, and that, part of our brain is where we think, right? That's the executive functioning part of our brain. And that is the thing that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom, right? However, that is also the thing that can be sometimes our worst enemy when it comes to the stress response. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the stress that we feel as human beings, right, as we're sitting in the office or stuck in traffic or we're, we're you know, dealing with a, a screaming eight-year-old who's, who's not getting his way or um, you know, or, or any other kind of, you know, areas in our lives, right? We're not dealing with a, a, a stress that's coming from the threat of, of, you know, something that's a present threat to our lives. We're dealing with something that is a thought, right? It, it, it's conjured up by our, our, our thoughts that are perceiving a threat to our status in some way, okay? And so, and because it is a product of our thoughts at its very basic level, then, then and the, the best way to sort of get out of that stress response is to stop thinking about what it is that, that's causing the stress response in our bodies, right? And, um, and so, so by, by using our breath, getting back to what we're talking about with the breath, by, by, by just simply focusing our attention on our breath for even a few minutes, even a few seconds, right? Like even if you just like for 10 breaths, even five breaths, right? If you are able to focus your attention on your breath, even for, you know, five in-breaths and five out-breaths, right, in a row, then you are going to interrupt that thought pattern that is, that is likely responsible for whatever stress you're feeling in your body. Okay, because remember, the stress response, the stress in our body is a response to something that we perceive as a threat to our well-being. Now, if that's a tiger in front of us, then that's a very present threat. And in that case, it's, it's a very positive thing that we're going to feel the, the we're going to experience the rate, the um, elevated uh, blood pressure, the, the increased heart rate, the, the speed, the sped up uh, respiratory system, and it's going to help us to try to avoid being eaten by that tiger, right? But if it's if it's something that is much more commonly found, is is you know thinking about um, you know a social problem that we're having, a romantic problem having, or or a money problem that we're having, or a health you know worry that we have, right? If it, if it's about a worry, then then the worry is a product of our thought, and so by simply paying attention to our breath, we are going to automatically become present and we're going to break that cycle of thought, right? And, and that alone is sometimes enough, oftentimes enough, to, to, to start the process of coming down from the stress response, right? And that's, and the more we do it, the better we get at it, right? So then that's why we call it a practice, right? It's not a practice to like, you know, rehearse something so that you're going to perform, you know, in some way. It, it's a practice that, that sort of builds a skill over time, right? So that, that you're always in this place of, of being able to do this. And the more often you do this, the more often you're going to be able to, or the more easily you're going to be able to interrupt that thought process that is the source of your stress, which is going to, you know, ultimately result in less of the stress response in your body.
Okay, so that's that's one sort of emergency, um, you know, or I guess a dual purpose. Like it, it can be used in the moment when you're, you know, experiencing the stress, but it should also be practiced all the time so that when the stress starts to come up, you're more easily to handle it. It makes you more resilient to the stress. Okay, <clears throat> but here's another aspect of our breathing that I want to talk about today. Um, and this is a way in which it kind of, you know, the, these things all happen on a loop, right? And, and it's like, um, you know, the stress response is caused by a thought, but the, the stress response itself can cause another thought, which can increase the stress response in our body. And let me explain what I mean by that. So when we're uh, breathing, in a normal, you know, in the way that we're designed to breathe, right? The, the way our, 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 you know, the mechanism of our breath is supposed to work, right? There's this, the, uh, like, film of muscle that's attached to the bottom of your rib cage, right? That spans the entire, you know, cross section of your body, right? It, it seals the chest cavity from the abdominal cavity, and that is called your diaphragm. Right. And when you breathe, the way you were supposed to breathe is you your your diaphragm pulls down. Right. It contracts so that it comes down from your rib cage. Right. And when it does that, it opens up the volume in your in your uh, chest cavity. Right. And when when that volume is increased, right, the volume of space in your chest cavity is increased. Air will flow into your lungs. Right. And then when we're ready to breathe out, we we, you know, put the you know, the 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 uh, ab the uh, diaphragm goes back up to its original position and and reduces the amount of space in our chest cavity and pushes the air out. OK, that's the mechanism of breathing. That's the way we're supposed to breathe if we're doing it normally in a relaxed setting in a time that we're not feeling stressed out. Right. Or or, or threatened by anything. Right. But as I've told you, one of the the main effects of stress on our body is to is that our respiratory system speeds up right because you know when when we're under threat right and we have to either flee or fight a uh, uh, um, a particular threat right like a tiger or something you know or we're having to get out of the way of something that's coming at us and it's going to hurt us right then then the quickness of breath is going to serve us right because what it's doing is it's getting a lot of oxygen into our bodies real quickly right and and it's and it's sort of putting us in a place it's going along with our increased heart rate and our and our elevated blood pressure so that we can move quickly right and so that that's the whole point of of why that happens right and so so if we're sitting there breathing from our chest right in a shallow way and and which you know unfortunately a lot of us have developed this habit over so many times of, of being triggered in our stress that we kind of breathe that way all the time Right. And, and, and by doing that, we're sending a message to our brain that something might be wrong. Right. Because we're breathing in the, se in the same fashion as when something is wrong. So our brain is picking up on that and saying, wait a second, uh, you know, I better be on I better be on heightened alert here to see what's going on, because my body down there is, is showing me that something's wrong. So I'm going to look for things that are wrong. Right. And again, you're not going to find a tiger, but what you're going to find is thoughts. Right. You're going to find specific thoughts that are going to trigger more of that stress response. OK, so that's how it becomes a loop. I hope that makes sense. And if it doesn't, I want you to reach out to me and ask me about this, because this is really, really important. OK, because this is the key to all of it. Right. To being able to 
break free from the stress response on a, on a chronic and habitual way. Okay, it doesn't mean you're never going to feel stress in your life again, but it means that it's not going to be as automatic and chronic if you can understand what I'm talking about. Because the, the solution to this, right, can sometimes be as simple as breathing the right way. Okay, and when we pay attention to our breath, right, when we focus our attention on the, the you know, sort of uh, the sensation of breathing, right, and when we can do that by, by specifically focusing our attention on our abdomen as we're breathing, which if you've heard a lot of my meditations, I always talk about that, right, like you can either pay attention to it in the air coming in and out of your nose, or you can pay attention to it in the rise and fall of your abdomen. If you do the latter, then what you're doing is you're automatically going to start breathing more from your abdomen, right? Which is using your diaphragm. It's what we call diaphragmatic breathing, okay? And this is the normal way that your body is designed to breathe in a state of homeostasis, right? Which is the opposite of stress, right? And so therefore, the same, the reverse effect happens, right? In the same fashion that if you are breathing from your abdomen and you're drawing your breath slowly and deeply, through your diaphragmatic action, right? Like, like really like, you know, letting your, your abdomen extend outward to draw the, the uh, diaphragm down to increase the space in your chest to allow the air to come in and then pushing your abdomen back in to push your, your diaphragm back up and, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, reduce the, the amount of, of air uh, volume in your, in your chest and pushing the air out right? If you do that process, and we can do that simply by paying attention to it, our body will automatically start doing that. Well, then you're sending the, the uh, signal to your brain that everything is okay, right? Like, like your brain starts to think like, okay, we wouldn't be breathing in this way if there was something that we were worried about, right? Like, like if, if there was a danger in our, in our immediate vicinity, we wouldn't be breathing in such a relaxed, diaphragmatic way. So therefore your brain is going to sort of, you know, it's going to relax a little bit. And this is how, uh, it, it's been shown that, um, that, that by doing meditation, we automatically reduce the size and strength of our amygdala, which is that part of our brain, which is the fear center of our brain, right? Which is the thing that's always looking out for something that is a threat to our well-being, right? And so, and this is why that happens, right? Because when we're meditating, we're always focusing on our breath in, and, and we're breathing in a diaphragmatic way, right? And so therefore your amygdala starts to calm down. It starts to feel like, okay, I am not, I can go off duty for a little while, right? I can put my feet up. I can relax here because obviously nothing is really wrong here because I can tell because my body is breathing in this way, right? So I hope this makes sense to you. And I, and if it doesn't, again, I would really like to hear from you because this is really important stuff, right? And so, so it's kind of like, you know, how, you know, the cause becomes the effect becomes the cause becomes the effect, if you will, right? So, so by, by paying attention to our breathing on a, you know, again, if we can do this, you know, throughout the day for a few minutes at a time, right? We, we then develop a habit of breathing in this, this diaphragmatic way, which will ultimately result in less stress in our bodies, right? Because when a stressor does come up, it's not like we're already, 
you know, primed for it. We're already like expecting something bad to happen. We're going to receive it in a way that is sort of, you know, um, you know, in stride, if you will, rather than like in a panic mode. Right. And so, and so, yeah, so, so the, the bottom line here is that if you can, for, for a few minutes a day, okay, up till, I mean, myself, I do 20 minutes every day, but you don't have to do 20 minutes. Like this could really work if you only did a few minutes every day. Best case scenario is if you do two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the midday, two minutes in the evening, and two minutes just before you go to bed, right? And if you can just sort of, <clears throat> you know, not not practice breathing necessarily in this certain way, but paying attention to your breath in the abdomen, and then you will automatically start breathing in this way, and you will automatically do that in a more prolonged and uh, and and sustained way, and then ultimately you will build stress resilience just from this act alone, uh, and as well as many other uh, you know benefits that you'll get out of, of doing this as well. So if you have any questions about this, or you know you want to you know share any kind of stories you have about this, one client I had, um, you know, we went through, uh, you know, what was it? like 22 weeks of working together and I presented this as a you know like in and in week number 22 out of 24 and, and the only thing that she talks about from that entire program is how as how she learned how to breathe properly through this exercise and so that that's what you know that's what this is all about so so if you have any questions or if you want to share any stories about how this works um, please reach out to me okay because this is like so intrinsic to the whole program principle of everything I talk about here. And, uh, and it can, it really is that simple. And that's the thing about mindfulness. It's a very, very simple thing. And it's a very simple process. It's just all it does, all it requires, it's not so easy, is the sustained practice. And as long as you can do that, again, for a couple of minutes, a few times a day, you're home free. And this is all going to work for you. All right. So, so if you want to reach out, you know how to do it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, send me an email, art at artburnscoaching.com. Simplest way to get in touch with me. I answer every single email that comes into that account. Uh, the other way would be to go to my website, artburnscoaching.com, and schedule what I call a virtual cup of tea with me. Okay, there's a tab right on the top. You just click it. Um, you're, you're entered into my calendar program. It's already been cross-referenced among my other programs, uh, my other calendars, so I can't double book. Simply choose a time that works for you. It will automatically be open for me. We'll be set, answer a couple of questions, put your phone call in, and we'll have a cup of tea on the phone together. All right, that's as simple as it is. I mean, we don't actually actually have to drink tea. You're welcome to if you want to, uh, but it's really just about, I call, I use that as a metaphor because I want, it, I want to be very, very clear that this is not something, a call where I'm going to try to sell you into my program or, or, or that you're going to have to be, you know, you're going to be coerced into something. There's no obligation here. There's no strings attached. There's no cost involved. It's just two people sitting down and chatting. And so if you're interested in doing that, please go ahead and do so. I would love to speak with you. All right, everybody. With that, I'm going to say I wish you well. I hope you have a great day today. And uh, and yeah, just, just when, when you stop listening to this, just spend a minute focusing your attention on the rise and fall of your abdomen as you just sit there, okay, doing nothing else, but just focus your attention on the rise and fall of your abdomen, okay, just try it for, for a minute or two, or, or for as long as it feels like you can do it, right, before you're, you, you know, before you start getting uh, distracted, and then, and then you can work on the other practices that we've, we've talked about to sort of build that skill, but, but I want you to do this, as soon as you hit stop on this podcast, I want you to spend at least one minute 
focusing on you you're focusing your attention on the rise and fall of your abdomen it's that simple folks all right so give it a shot right now and uh and i'll be back tomorrow talking about how we can apply this same logic to another biological function that you do every single day that's even more fun than breathing <laughs> so so I'll, I'll be back tomorrow with that and uh, i wish you all well take care everybody bye-bye